0: Well, Welcome to Big Ben and K-Win on NoFilter.net. I'm K-Win. He's Big Ben. And today, we're talking about the road to Omaha. College baseball. It's the World Series, Big Ben. Uh,
1: I Reliving my days of just Mark Kotze being probably the best baseball player I'd ever seen at one point in time in my life. With his Easton, God, at that time... I was just old enough to like envy his bat like they always came out with the new bats i think it was a c core and he launched i think like 10 home runs in the span of like maybe 10 games yeah for florida state um
0: no, no. cal state fullerton
1: He's excuse a me cal fan. state fullerton yeah um kotze and oddly enough as i look through the most outstanding players some of the the fun thing about it is some of these kids don't go on to be major league stars i mean sure there's pat the bat burrell playing for miami back in the day but for every pat burrell there's some kid that you know just pitches extremely well or gets hot at the right time and propels his team to a college world series it's it's a
0: have you been it is it is a bucket list item for me A bucket list every time this year i watch college baseball on espn espn two, and i'm like why are we not at Rosenblatt in Nebraska, it looks so much fun. And it lands somewhat close to my fortieth, I think, as the the
1: three thousand three hundred thousand people that listen to our podcast as my witness. As meet me at Rosenblatt for my fortieth, June twenty first. What is it? What year is this? Um, June twenty first, twenty twenty five. All right, the
0: countdown's on.
1: Yeah, let's do it i am i am i am going i am getting a, a we gotta start scoping motorhomes if that's the case. Yeah. I, I want a jacuzzi in mind. After after a long after a long day of beer showers in the in the left field seats and and gosh knows just cooking in the parking lot. I want a jacuzzi or at least a nice flat screen to relax in the air conditioned uh, 40th birthday motor home I'm in as long as you're in we'll do we'll plaster our, our logo on the side
0: so that leads us to a very important first question so your wife char is from Topeka Kansas the college baseball world series is in Omaha Nebraska there's the Omaha States versus the Kansas City State first question have you had both second question if you have what's the difference
1: i haven't had both unfortunately again never be going to omaha you know unless you're getting so i have got kansas city steaks they're flash frozen they're phenomenal at one point we got her sister accidentally ordered two for us of the kansas city steaks we had steak sunday phenomenal if you did them right you defrost them correctly amazing thing on the grill oh my i haven't been in Nebraska, so i can't say either way maybe we have a taste off maybe we do and we're, we're at the pleasure. call yeah what's your favorite cut of steak like you know if i, I was f- to to stand on all fours and kind of depict where you know each steak is cut from are you new are you strip t-bone porterhouse flank
0: filet little guy petite filet
1: Ooh, the filet yeah. mignon? Yeah. Yeah. So people overlook the filet. Just it's because it's so small. but It's delectable.
0: Unless I'm yeah. going with a big group and I'm like, all right, let's split the porterhouse, a lot of sides, creamy potatoes, some mash. Some potatoes you and you I
1: have both been, been to Benjamin's a few times in New York where they're bringing the steak out and cutting each slice. Good old T-bone. You get the strip, and then what's what's on the other side of the t
0: Well, at Benjamin's in New York, they have the bacon. Oh, they come geez. out with the bacon, just like a full pig out there. But, but um, you got to get some greens. Sometimes I go asparagus because otherwise, <laughs> every- <laughs> like lobster, <laughs> and food, uh, true
1: true LA true LA guy. Taco Tuesday, three margaritas, and a green juice in the morning. I love it. <laughs> Let's get into the road to Omaha. I do have some. So, a lot of my buddies grew up playing baseball, obviously. I had my buddy Travis, who you met. He went to Clemson. He played in the World Series, I think, twice.
0: Okay?
1: And then another handful of buddies went to UW and they actually made it out of regionals one year. Uh, or maybe they lost at the Mississippi. But either way, they said it's the best experience you could possibly have because it's the only time you're really traveling out of region. Yeah. Right. And you play so many games, but you actually get an experience. It's not like college basketball or college football where you go play non conference games generally, right? The travel budget isn't all that expansive for baseball. So it's you're playing you know, teams in your region. It's the first time you get to travel out. But I don't know if you've Googled Old Miss home run party. I don't know what it is beer shower. Yeah. But. If there's any stadium that does it right, and I don't even—they might tailgate at the Grove. It would be the SEC, led by Old Miss. They party, and I think that's the difference between the West Coast. I, I see. I if I go to the UW game or go to WSU. You know, their turf fields. It's fun, but these—it's a party in the SEC.
0: Yeah. So I have a couple of friends that played baseball as well at Santa Clara. And they played in Florida in Gainesville. It was when Florida had like Brad Wilkerson and Mark Ellis who played for the A's. They said it was like a mini like triple A stadium. Like it's sold out. There's like 10,000 fans. They're getting heckled. And the SEC, the fans love it. But the ironic part is, is the best baseball is on the West Coast. But people aren't going to UCLA, USC games. People do go to Stanford games. But I'm wondering, and this is my first question to you, why do you think college baseball is just an afterthought among fans? Uh, the
1: number of games won, I think, is, is the big one. Two, just we, we don't see it. Again, the SEC network has capitalized on that. You can go watch baseball on the SEC network quite frequently if you have YouTube TV, something along those lines. Pac-12 network You know, maybe they'll air a a baseball game or two on the way, but it's just the visibility of it until we get to Omaha, which is – imagine not watching a college basketball team until you got to, like, you know, March Madness. Yeah. That would be kind of odd, right? It it wouldn't – there's no storyline to it. You know, you don't know who they good. And similar to college baseball, I think outside of the SEC, maybe the Big 12, you just don't see them play. So you don't get to know the players. You don't know who's good, who's bad. There's a guy, I think for Tennessee or Texas, that throws 105. <laughs> that's, that's insane, you know. So, but I only see that on like a ESPN clip, right? So you don't get this. You don't get to know the players, right? And then again, there's a lot of games, and I think you go ask people that used to play college baseball. Like sometimes it's a crapshoot and who gets attorneys. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you could have a really good record get overlooked because strength of schedule and so forth so i think it's just lack of access yeah i mean i i love the college softball world series too and it seems like they're on tv more than the college baseball world series as of late and it might just be because we're leading up to it but i mean it's all it's all relevant baseball purists will probably tell you but people within our circles unless they played college baseball aren't watching
0: it aren't watching it well this monday That's when the NCAA selection show is. and Basically, it's every weekend until the end of June. 64 teams make it. There's 16 sites, four teams at the site. Winners go on. So there's 16 winners. And then it slowly trickles down from 64 to 16 to eight. Uh, And that's where it is determined in Omaha. But I agree with you. I think the difference is, is if you think of college basketball, like we already know who the top fourth and sixth grader is because of their YouTube clips. So by the time they get to college, we already know who the star is. And in football, it's the bowl games. Like you really don't know the players. You might know who the all Americans are, but once they go to the bowl games, the BCS games, you know who the college football players are, but the baseball. I don't know who the next generation of baseball talent is until June of every year. So I love your Mark Kotze call. Um, Phil Nevin was good. Troy Gloss, Eric Burns, who's host on this network. You don't see them until June. J.D. Drew, that was the name. Florida State. Remember how good J.D. Drew was? Yeah.
1: And, And the other thing we have to consider here, too, right, is the G League, the minor leagues of the baseball, right? They can only capture so many kids. There's a lot of kids still opting to go to college. Whereas baseball, kids may opt to right out of high school jump into the minors and start that development. And there's that right. single A, double A, triple A. So imagine taking all those kids that are still eligible to play in college and putting them back in to play with a metal bat. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, there's probably some kids in the majors right now that could still be swinging it down in Omaha. You know, that's the thing they miss too, is there's the recognizable names. As I look at like the college most outstanding player from the last 20 years, I will tell you as not a purist, but someone simply that knows baseball, I recognize three names. Adley Rushman rose rose recently at Oregon State, who won it in 2018. Dansby Swanson, who was a shortstop for Vanderbilt. And then Jackie Bradley Jr., who was a fielder for South Carolina. That's it over the last 20 years. So, I think it's not only just the unfamiliarity with the team, but the idea that there's a lot of players that just aren't in the tournament due to them going pursuing their, pursuing the professional ranks.
0: I agree. So, we're going to give you some top players. And I'm going to give you their comps. We're going to start Ooh. with Cal Poly. That's right. Cal Poly. Mustang. Named Brooks Lee. All-American. Switch hitter. You're saying no <clears throat> way, Cal Poly. So coach's son, grew up in San Luis Obispo, got offers everywhere, but stayed to play for his dad. Cal Poly's back in baseball and Brooks Lee, he could be a top five pick this June. That's how good he is. The number one player on the West Coast from the college ranks is Brooks Lee out of Cal Poly. Then you got Jacob Melton, the Pac-12 player of the year. Beavers, Beavers, Beavers. I think he's got a little Andrew Benatendi in his game. If you remember him from the Red Sox Mm -hmm. when they won the World Series, now in Kansas City. Yeah,
1: now in Kansas City,
0: yeah. He hits home runs. He kind of does it all. And then you've got the Stanford, the man, the myth, the legend. Brock Jones just hits bombs. 17 homers this year, 18 last year. Last year in the postseason, I think he hit around 364. His comp that I have, he's a little like Jock Peterson. So a little lefty. You just got slapped yesterday. And the bigs, but you got Jock Peterson. Those are the top three players that I'm watching.
1: Okay. Now, one thing I do want to know is i thinking back to this. I talked to my buddies and I asked him, you know, is it advantageous to have a regional site? And this is where Travis found in. He's like, dude, I got to sleep in my house. I didn't have to, you know, we're a baseball team. There's a lot of players. Like we're not staying at the the Marriott, you know, we're staying on, you know, with a dried up pool, you know, with the budget that we have. He said, if you get a regional site, you're, and then the other part was all these knuckleheads. He, he self-admitted, he's like, we have a lot of knuckleheads on our team. There's just, you know, relievers, long relievers, kids that, you know, are on the team, but haven't pitched, you know. So there's a lot of knuckleheads still out there. He goes, you'd have them running around getting in all sides with mischief because it's the first time they've been, you know, out away from, say, the standard MO of going to the regional or their conference. So that's probably why and it will be interesting when they do do the announcement of who gets the regional sides because those, I think, more often than not, I don't have the data. I got COVID. So did our intern. But once I get it, I'll break it down. That shows probably that the regional site hosts actually more often than not go on
0: Could you imagine going to like Cora Gables to play Miami and you're like nineteen or twenty? You're in south beach you're we'll
1: We'll make it again next year. I might not be yeah. back. yeah you're weighing your options with club live or uh uh, <laughs> uh maybe sit you know. Sitting in the bull tent, like, I'll take club live all day. But Omaha, 40th birthday, motorhome, I'm in. Uh, Do they air? They air, they they generally air most of the regional games, too.
0: When do games kick off? A week from today? So next weekend, so I think it's the 3rd or the 4th, that's when the 16 sites, the regionals take place. And I've got some data for you, Big Ben. So numbers. Your, I don't your, you know what.
1: are you going to pick a winner, too?
0: I'll pick a winner after I give you my okay. data. Three, 23, 24, four, three, 23, 24, four, three. There are three Pac-12 teams in the top 25. You've got Stanford that's the top five. Oregon State's back this year. They're top five. And you've got UCLA. Surprisingly, Gonzaga is like a top 15 baseball school. You've got Grand Canyon University out of Arizona. They're a top 25 baseball school. And you have UCSB. All of those teams should make it. Who's going to host? Oregon State will host. Stanford will host. That is where three comes from. 23, the Beavs. Regular season, they only made 23 errors. The Beavs aren't going to beat themselves. They got pitching. They got defense. They got hitting. And they're not going to make... Mistakes this time of the year. That's why I have the Peeves going to Omaha and advancing. Twenty-four. Stanford has twenty-four first round picks going back throughout their history. And that leads all of college in terms of the athletes or the players getting drafted in the first round. And that's why Stanford's good every year. Four. Arizona State has four first round picks. You heard it four. That's the most out of any college. And your boy, Spencer Torkelson, third baseman, I believe he's crazy. the first baseman for the Tigers, time. Yep. number one overall. Some other names that you remember? Steven Strasburg, Adley Rushman. and you also had Garrett Cole out of UCLA. Those are UCLA. all Pac-12 players. Uh,
1: quick shout out to, I think I, I had to look at the record books that Zach Clem, a guy I lived with at one point. I think... We'll, had the single season home run record at one point with 24 drop bombs it's interesting you mentioned the stanford thing because that is one school where i might look at it and be like i'm gonna stay here four years because the likelihood i might make more money <laughs> actually yeah. doing my job or using my degree that i got than you know baseball uh playing baseball is there's it's a high probability there can we can we tangent I, talk, I thought about this with baseball. Can I, can we, are we done with Omaha?
0: Yeah, I just want to say Stanford, uh, Braden Montgomery, freshman, freshman player of the year in the Pac-12. He's a two-way player like your boy, John Olderude from Washington State. Ooh. He's a lefty, sweet-swinging lefty. The, the difference, though, is Olderude through left-handed. This is a right-hander. Comes in dominant. Brandon Montgomery, freshman. One of the best two-way players in all of the country. He might win the John Olderode two-way player.
1: John Olderode, 13 no one year and hit like 400 with 13 bombs.
0: That was amazing. Um, Why I love John Olderode, he played for so long. He got grandfathered in. He could wear the helmet without the ear flaps.
1: I know. I, I, I dig that. That's a, that's a story for another day. All right. I read an article. Can I get to my Mariners? Let's go. I read an article. What's wrong with the Mariners? And how long is you know, this podcast? Oh, geez, let me just, let me vent. This is, I'm walking in a confessional because as you can see, I have a Rainier sweatshirt on at this point. Like I'm, I'm going triple A, like that's my focus. I'm going south to Tacoma to, to, for my, with my fandom. Um, let me get your take. Your brother played. Baseball contracts are guaranteed.
0: Yes. Is it
1: me or do I see more players hanging on to injuries than I normally would? Meaning, I'm not, and maybe this is where I have it incorrectly. The only reason I'm putting up big stats after a big contract is what? I'm not going to arbitration anytime soon. You know, it, it, I, I don't really have an incentive to get back out there. You know, you have, I, I have strain growings, you know, a lot of different things that I've seen on the injury list. Like the injury list isn't, it used to be, you know, broken ankle, you know, concussed. We, you know, there's probably back in the day, there was only four or five designations. It seems like there's 62. You know, you could have a hangnail, something along those lines. So just me or am I seeing less and less players predominantly come back? and you're not risking anything right so why come back we we were sitting down watching the game talking about kyle lewis and mitch hanniger and some of these guys that you know why would they come back if they're making the same amount of money by not playing
0: it goes down to the love of the game i guess right you've got those players that have the contracts but love the game that keep playing. I know on a podcast, you're not supposed to ride both sides of the fence, but I am going to ride both sides of the fence on this argument. I also think it it dives deeper into all the sports, because the same is true for football and even basketball. There's a lot of players just with nagging injuries. I think it all stems from playing way too many games when you're young. Like, if you think of a basketball player, there's only so many miles you have on your legs, and if you're traveling around country playing AAU and then playing high school, like your legs are done like in the 30s. And I think the same is true with baseball. I remember when I was growing up, I would switch sports, but some people would just play all the time. And some of the best players, they had the arm injuries when they were seniors in high school. But if they make yeah. it through it, they could be Steven Strasberg. Like he won the World Series in I think 2018, but he's in and out of the lineup with arm Again, It's a lot of fatigue, muscle fatigue, and it's catching up to these players now. Yeah, I, I
1: just thought if I'm the reigning rookie of the year and I'm on contract, and like I said, I'm not going to arbitration. Why am I coming back? I'm in long season down in Arizona enjoying myself. I'm not on a plane all the time. You know, to, to the love of the game, I think I'd love to help. Like we should get Will on. And get his opinion on this because I know he he'd probably take a bat to his computer talking about how soft people are. But I'd love his opinion on this because it's just we see there's even in this whole potential lockout. And I guess I'd like your opinion here too. But the idea was we want to pay the middle reliever and the the utility person. We need we need higher salaries for that person. So not the superstar, but yet the superstars. Three to four superstars are attracting eighty percent of the salary cap, right? And everyone else is diluted. So, my point is, if you're one of those superstars, or even getting paid, let's call it your, you know, uh, you're an all-star. You're not coming back soon. You're you're not risking that. You're not risking anything. And there's no there's there's no inherent penalty for coming not coming back. Like, pay to play. I feel like, you, I feel like we, we need to get to a system where, like, you're paying me for my output. Like, if you don't deliver, we're not paying you.
0: One former Major League player.
1: We, I should get that. I should get a Bernsey. He could take over baseball with that, too. Him and Will. A former
0: on, Major sorry. League player. I won't say his name. Told me this. You know what the DL stands for? the drinking list you get to go on the road you get to be at all these nice hotels and you don't have to play (laughs) it's like paid vacation so if you have a contract if you're hurt if your team's not winning you know later in the year like why am I rushing back I have a contract I'm going to live it comes full circle I'm playing the Marlins I'm not playing the next day. I'm going out in South Beach. It's like
1: you and I being on a draw damn near forever. Like we have one good year. Like, all right, let's lock this guy in. And we're just on a draw. We don't have to sell anything ever again.
0: Like that's the equivalent, right? Well, now let's bring this full circle to the M's. Why I think they struggle is, is, the yankees can make mistakes the dodgers can make mistakes to some certain degree the giants can make mistakes because they're big market teams with a lot of money so like they can throw money at if it doesn't work out just sit on our bench or we'll figure out how to get you out of contract like the mariners they can't make a mistake because if they lock into that contract they probably can't move them they probably don't have assets it hurts them more and it hurts the small market teams more the big teams just throw money at money at problems and then you look at the Yankees roster. It's probably, I think, Aaron Judge when he signs his contract, it will be worth more than the value of the Oakland A's franchise.
1: I, I did read something that I think is pretty accurate. It's one when the minor league season cancel, that the impact for the development of some of our young players. I think we had the twenty eighth or the fifth youngest roster in all of baseball. Maybe mm-hmm. that maybe even second second youngest, something along those lines. And then the rotation is similar. So I think what I'm seeing is early on, like you're kind of playing with house money at that point, And then you get figured out. Like we saw what happened to Julio Rodriguez but some of these younger kids. And then I think the last thing is it's, I, I talked about this. We don't live in California, right? Yeah. Like it's to your point, traveled around to all these places. Like it's easier to attract free agents when not only you got money, but you got beaches and sun. Like those three, what are you looking for if you're a free agent? Give me give me San Diego, Yeah, rank them number one. And then I probably don't get to Seattle unless I enjoy recycling and bird watching. Like it's just a fact of the matter.
0: You signed with Anaheim, but, like just give me and my family <laughs> Disneyland pass and I'm signing there. <laughs> It's a Disneyland. I'm hanging out in so Go house. live there. Go live there.
1: Go live there. Exactly. All right. Let's wrap this, this guy up.
0: Big Ben and K Win, nofilter.net. You can check us out every week live on nofilter.net. If you miss us live, you can go back to nofilter.net and click on Big Ben and K Win and watch us on demand in the vault. If you prefer audio podcasts, we're everywhere Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Pandora iheart we're everywhere also online at wst underscore podcasts on twitter instagram and finally last but not least we are on tiktok uh-huh. that's right big ben kwin tiktok and we're out
1: i need a new hat dad hat doesn't translate i need a shower too all right be good go take a oh. nap